What is up, everybody? Welcome in to the Bat Flip, where we discuss everything baseballs. I'm Lana Raby. With me, Dylan Taylor. Hmm. Not the greatest of weekends. Not even words, just noises. Yeah, it's uh, we're here though. Um, we're staying consistent. We're gonna try to be as positive as possible, given the circumstances. Um, but just not a great weekend for Tennessee baseball. Um, it just kind of it, it. I think everybody's kind of in in agreement that Missouri just wanted it more. And. You know, I know it was cold, the weather was bad, but, you know, the, there's not an excuse to go out there and just lay an egg against Missouri, which is your your former your, your coach's alma mater. I mean, that's that's a game I'm sure Tony Vitello really wanted to win, and um, and then he didn't really get to – he only was there for half the series. So, just, just not a good weekend all the way around. It just seemed like Tennessee couldn't wait to get back home. I'm going to wait and hit the panic button and, and – you know, to see how we do against Texas A&M. But, um, yeah, Tennessee's got some issues. And if they're not fixed quickly, it it doesn't get any easier from here. This is probably like your – I think Missouri is definitely a, a slept-on team, but this is probably your easiest road series of the season. And uh, it did not go well. So, kind of what, what are your thoughts on the weekend? Um I guess this is going to be kind of a short show because there's not a – I'm tired of being so negative, but there there's not a lot of positivity to, to say about this weekend. No. I mean, it, uh, looking at the schedule ahead, I mean, Georgia maybe will be an easier road series. But, I mean, in terms of rivalry, they're, they're definitely going to come in wanting it too. So, I mean, I, I'm like you. I'm, I'm, I'm going to wait to hit the panic button fully. I mean, it – Try to think on a scale to ten what my panic level is at. I mean, it's it's moderate though because it's the only thing holding me back is I'm just gonna say yeah you know it it was cold like maybe you know they're a little bit more used to that so maybe they're used to getting some hits in the cold but the the bats shutting down was alarming. I mean you give up what was it nine nine seven and seven yeah I mean that. Not great from a pitching perspective, but, you know, going forward in the SEC, you've got to know, like, te- teams are going to score. Like, no matter how good your pitchers are, eventually you're going to give up some runs. So the the bats going cold literally was the the, the biggest, most alarming thing. Well, Zane Denton hits that two-run home run in the, in the seventh in the, the first game of the doubleheader. Other than that, you score four runs on the weekend. I mean that's just yeah. that's just not great. Um, not a recipe for success, you know. I, I think there is going to be off games, you know. Hopefully not as bad as what the the pitching was this weekend, but there's going to be some games where, where teams are going to get hits, and, and your bats have to be able to get you out of a hole. And to this point, I don't know if I, I have a ton of faith in them to do that. Um, I mean, especially, like, going into the SEC, no. Um, but the, the starting pitching is is the, the head-scratcher to me, but it's also something I'm like, these kids didn't forget how to pitch. You know, I know Chase Dolander is sitting at 96, 97. I don't care what, you know, some guy on Twitter told me he was sitting at 91, 92. That's just not true. Um, 
but you know when it's as cold that that fastball doesn't have that kind of juice on it so you know when you're sitting 94 yeah, there, there's a big difference in that 98 so i think they're kind of sitting on that fastball a little bit and um and they're hunting they knew tennessee was going to fill up the strike zone and you know chase dolander got tagged um chase burns got tagged a little bit but he did have you know 10 strikeouts in the game it, it's hard to really put the the whole thing on him um you know he had some he had some mistakes but you just didn't have anything going offensively and you know, you, you put that together with not your best pitching performances, all three guys. And, and then the errors, man, that was that was the worst part for me. Just terrible. I mean, Mally Huna drops a fly ball at, you know, shallow outfield. And, you know, Christian Moore gets a flip from Mally to second base to end the inning and drops it. Blake Bird doesn't have his foot on first base. You know, we couldn't field a fly ball in the outfield. I mean, it was just – it was just rough. I mean, I started singing to myself, da, 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 like Bad News Bears. It was that bad. Like. Yeah. And especially on Maui's end, coming for a guy who just last week, two weeks ago, we kind of talked about, like, you know, we, we've seen some kind of shakiness on the defensive end. So, you know – we kind of equated it to Russ then, kind of wanted to see him pick it up a little bit. So not great to kind of take a step even further back. But, I mean, it, I, I'm kind of where you're at just because the pitching doesn't concern me as much because we, we've seen them do it in the SEC before. Like, we, we that's, that's where they all kind of made their names last year, especially Beam was, you know, you, you're kind of wondering, can you get the first two games? Because, you know, you wonder – do you have enough with Beam in that third game? And, I mean, he proved himself time and time again last year. So, we, we've seen it from that end. It, it's proven dominance. Mm-hmm. So, you, you can kind of get by with, you know, hey, maybe it's rare that all three guys are off by that much. But, I mean, you know, you, you still got ten strikeouts there. But it's rare that all three guys don't look like themselves at the same time. The lineup, however, all new. So that that's the more concerning part because you you don't have that evidence to go off of against SEC opponents. So you hope that this isn't the new normal on that end. So that's yeah, I mean Drew, Drew Beam had, gave up four runs all unearned. I mean that's yeah. just it's unacceptable. Um, and especially that last game, you would think that they would show a little bit of fight. One hit. I mean that. Yeah. I don't know. I mean that. In that game, nobody hit, but throughout the entire weekend, the bottom of the lineup just it just wasn't good. Um, no one really had anything, and I feel like you're kind of in a dilemma offensive and, and defensively. The guys you want to have in your outfield, Kyle Booker and Christian Scott, can't get it done at the plate. Well, Dylan Dryling and Kavars Tears aren't getting it done in the field, so you know you're kind of doing a cost-benefit analysis. You know. We'll, who 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 do you put in the lineup? Um, who are you willing to risk? Are you willing to risk more in the field or, or more at the plate? And um, right now, I just don't know if there's a great option there. And I mean, hey, maybe it's we're, we're both saying we're not hitting the panic button too much because hey, maybe you know you look back on the year and at the end of the year, like Mizzou is a, a top tier SEC team. Now, to me, that's 
still not an excuse because you've clearly got the more talented roster. So yeah. it's not a good excuse, but you know, maybe you do look back at the end of the year and be like, Oh, well, Mizzou actually did that to a lot of teams. Maybe the, the field up in Columbia was the biggest home field advantage. Maybe, maybe it's still 20 degrees in July there. You never know. I, it, Cause we said, you know, we don't think there's ever sunshine peeking through there. So it, you you hope that that's not the new normal, but regardless, even if they is even if they are a top team this year, you're still more talented. So that you know may, maybe you lose the series, okay. Like maybe you drop all three games, but you at least show some fight. You, you didn't see any of that, so that yeah, it's alarming. But I, I'm 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 trusting Tony V until he gives me a reason not to. And I mean, while while it's while it's tough, I mean, I was thinking about it the other day. That that's really the first time since he's been here that a team just looked like they didn't want to play. So maybe it's it's just an outlier. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping it's just the weather. That's what I'm I'm clinging to. Um, but even even Tony V, I mean, that's that's another issue. It's like, man, you gotta you gotta be in the dugout. Yeah. I understand you're fiery and but you know no no umpire is going to give you any favors from no. here on out. That's gone. So um yeah, I mean find a way to you you want your teams to find a way to win. How about you find find a way to keep yourself in the dugout? I think this team desperately needs their their head guy whereas, you know, I mentioned this on on last night's show, it's like this team doesn't have that same nucleus. Is they don't have an Evan Russell, a Drew Gilbert, a Luke Lipsius, um, Jake Rucker. You know, guys that have been in the program for so long. They they just don't have, counter Pavilion. They just don't have that. So, you know, I feel like they they kind of lean a little bit on Tony to be that leader. They but, they need a coach. They yeah. still need coaching up, and not not to say that Beck and Gilbert at times didn't, but you know they. But they could manage. Like, if if they don't have that leadership for a little while, it's what you're saying. Like, they had enough guys in the locker room where it's like, hey, you know, he got thrown out. Like, we can we can still steer the ship here. Like, it, no right. no big deal. This is still – I mean, you, you look coming into the weekend, you see the number two, number three, depending on whatever outlet you look at, and you say, oh, yeah, you know, that, that team is – set in stone like they're solid that that's not the case like they're very talented which was the reason for that high ranking but still very much a developing team so if you don't have your coach out there in tough series on the road like we love the fire but if if the fire I, i get trying to do something like that to fire your guys up a little bit but even after that i mean it looked like they were still yeah, it almost so, looked worse right? yeah, it, it, did, it didn't help it you don't want to say it hurt your guys but it it definitely didn't help them yeah yeah got to find a way to be in the dugout somehow and you just you know going back to my point about the the guys that, that aren't here anymore I mean it's like you know you're your most veteran guys in college baseball are transfers um yeah. you got some young guys you know that are that are still young and tears and dryling and even Blake Berg and Christian Moore, you know, they were still – they were those young guys. They didn't have to be a leader. Um, and they are kind of thrown into that. And, and pitching might be a little different. You know, I, I don't I don't know kind of how that – you know, Camden Sewell, I'm sure, is, you know, one of the top dogs there. And 
you know, I'm, it, but it, who, who's going to check somebody? And if Tony V's not there, who, who's a Luke Lipsius or a Drew Gilbert that's going to check somebody and be like, yo, that's no, here we go. Like we're, I'm getting on base. Who's getting me in, you know, that kind of thing. And it just didn't feel like that, that team had any, any spark or, you know, anything going for them this weekend. It was just, bleh. Well, it's also – it's different because those guys that were the leaders on last year's team were also your top performers mm-hmm. from the previous two years where, I mean, it, it's not to hate on anybody like a Christian Scott who's one of one of the more experienced guys. I mean, I don't, I don't know of anybody lineup-wise that's more experienced than him unless I'm just forgetting somebody obvious. But it's no knock against Christian Scott, but he's not exactly, you know – first round pick, second round pick, like you had on the previous team. So it being a leader is one thing, but being a leader that then goes out and shows you why he's the leader with not just how he carries himself, but how he plays, it's it's two totally different things. One of them's great, the other one's really great. So that I think that matters very much. Somebody somebody's gotta step up and be that guy that also does it on the field. You would hope that it is somebody like a Maui Ahuna. You know, he, he plays arguably one of the most important positions on the field. He is a veteran guy, even though he hasn't been here. So maybe it's just – maybe it comes down to just a little more – need more time to mesh there. I, I don't know what it is, but it, it, it's it got to be somebody to take you to the level you want to go. It's got to be somebody that consistently produces too that's leading the team or one of the leaders. Right. And if you have any questions, drop those in the chat. We'd love to get to those. Uh, I, I don't expect this thing to go too long because I am tired of being negative. You know, I can't wait until Tuesday night and um, this weekend to kind of get that bad taste out of my mouth because, you know, it, it was it was unwatchable. Like, I had to turn it off. Like, I was in that bad of a mood. It killed my mood. Um, the errors and then, I mean, we have to have – we have to be more aggressive at the play. I understand being patient helps you, you know, as a hitter, but we're letting fastballs go right by us. And, you know, everything that we've seen so far this year, we have trouble hitting off-speed stuff. And so if you're down, you know, you let a fastball go by you, you miss on one or foul one off, hey, I know what's coming those next couple pitches, and it's off-speed. Prove that you can hit it, and up to this point, I don't think Tennessee has done a great job of hitting off-speed pitches. Um, and, and this weekend, it, it showed double-digit strikeouts in all three games. And two of those, you only played seven innings. Yeah, and, and patience is fine. I'm not knocking that at all, but with with how the first game went, I would think the next two games, you'd be like, hey, I'd rather go down swinging than, than just – thinking you could get walked and then looking stupid on the third strike. Like at a, at a certain point you got to be like, Hey, this may not be a series where we can sit back and kind of let the other team beat themselves. Like you got to go out and do something about it. And you never saw that switch flip, which, you know, you wonder if Tony V's in the dugout there, like does, does that help a little bit now you didn't, he, he came back for the third game. So you, you didn't see it there either, but I, somebody, comes back to what we were just talking about. Like, somebody's got to say, hey, like, doing way too much watching. Like, just if you're going to go down, go down swinging. And, you know, it, if you 
fly out on the first pitch, hey, like you put a good swing on it at least. But you, you can't just – you can't wait for good things to happen and then just hope that they're going to hang a fastball when you're down two strikes because that, that's not going to happen a lot in the SEC. Yeah. No, not with two strikes. And it, it just looked like our team was fooled. I mean, like – I'm not a college baseball player. I will admit that. But if I'm down 0-2, I know what's coming. It's it's not rocket science. Yeah, you, you don't have to be a college. These, these teams, you know, all these teams game plan. They watch watch film and and have a, a scouting report and know exactly like, you know that, that that's what makes a great teams. You know, they have great scouting. Tennessee is is one of the best at that. Just ask Halverson. He should know. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Tony V should know. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it, it was just bad this weekend, and, you know, dust it off. Again, don't hit the panic button. Stop being so negative on Twitter. It it's it sucks. It made me want to just, like, I got to put this phone down. Like, I, I love Twitter. Twitter is one of my favorite things. But, man, when people get on there, and I understand, like, a lot of people, especially Tennessee baseball fans, are a little spoiled because yeah. they haven't been a fan for very long. And here they are, and, you know, it's, you know, we're riding cloud nine. You get this 2020 team, it ends the, ends the season. That team is one of the best in the country. You come back, and you light it up. You make it to Omaha, and then the next year, you're the number one team in the country. I mean, we've been riding this high. Um, and, and in this sport, it, it is tough to, to maintain that success. And I'm, I'm not saying that Tennessee can't get back to that. I'm not saying that at all. But I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they do have a year where they're not the best team in the country. Yeah, and I mean, it, it's not – you're not that far removed from it, honestly. I think it was – I convinced myself I was a mush because it was – I think it was the first game where we had press passes. And I think it was the right, right State game that I went up for during mm-hmm. the COVID-shortened season that it was – maybe 20 degrees there and you it you it was kind of the same game like just kind of looked lifeless now that's that was a midweek game i think compared to an sec series on the road where your head coach used to coach at that you know should kind of fire you up a little bit so obviously there were differences but i mean i remember then like you know it's like hey that's baseball like that was kind of the that's kind of the mood around it from we, we talked about it on a previous episode, like not not many fans in the crowd there because because it was so cold, partially. But I mean, it wasn't. I remember the vibe leaving the stadium wasn't like, oh no, like what's what's going on. It was like, hey, you know that that's baseball. So we're not that far removed from it. But I, yeah, I mean, we're, we're being negative, but at the same time, it's like there are some really, issues that need to be pointed out. Like, right, Part we are going to be real on the show. I, I mean, I, yeah. I know we don't love talking about losses and you know after Sunday I was just like man do we even do a show tomorrow (laughs) um, I mean it's we give him the benefit of the doubt because like I said earlier like this is really the first time that for three games in a row this team since Tony's been here that they just look like they didn't want to play baseball so they get the benefit of the doubt and I, I think they'll be fine too like I don't I don't see any I don't see anything that can't be fixed. Like it's what we've talked about before. It's like part of it is an approach thing. And then it's just the little things in the field like that. You you can do it. So in my mind, it is all an approach thing. It's, it's just 
you've got a lot of young guys that have to step up now and realize like, Hey, like we have to do it. There's nobody else now. Like it's, it's our time. So it, it's not anything that can't be fixed in the long term, but you just wonder when does this team hit their stride? Like we've seen teams in the past, you, you hope it's not too late in the season, but you know, if it's, if it's next weekend, that's great. But you, you don't want to, I know it, I know one thing. You don't want to have a performance like that against LSU because mm-hmm. you'll you'll get housed all three games then. Oh, yeah, 100%. I mean, Florida's another team. South Carolina, you know, Texas A&M even. I know they're one and two so far, but, I mean, still not a team that you, you want to go in, you know, licking your wounds and, you know, feeling sorry for yourself and thinking, you know, talent just you – don't, you don't win with talent anymore. Especially this team – you know, it, you gotta you gotta go out there and show out. You can't just show up and and win. I don't think that's that's who this team is. At least they haven't showed it to this point. Um, so you gotta you gotta figure something out. Um, I don't know if it's a leadership issue. I don't know if it's just cold weather. The good thing about cold weather is you know you end the season in June. So <laughs> I mean, it's gonna be warm. So hopefully that whatever that is. I mean, Kentucky was cold too. So. Maybe it is just this team hates the cold, but, you know, I've been there in some cold games that have been pretty miserable, and the teams look fine. So, um, I I don't think that's an excuse, but I'm kind of holding on to that was some of the problems. Um, But I'm sure they're getting all they they want this week. Maybe they just wanted to watch March Madness like the rest of America. Maybe that's what it was. Yeah, I, mean, I would think at the same time it'd be much more enjoyable to watch after you just won a game. But I mean, hey, maybe that's... I made the joke that you know Tennessee baseball wasn't going to be able to dominate, and and Tennessee basketball beat Duke. That just wasn't going to happen. The the sports gods are not going to let yeah. Tennessee fans have that much uh, positivity in their lives. So it's a valid point. Whatever, if, if if that's what it takes, so be it. I think Tennessee fans are they'll trade that one. But uh, now it's time to, to get back to it and uh, put your heart out on and get to work. I think, I think it's tough to sit here on a baseball show and say that that's a good trade. But, I mean, let's not, let's not lie. We, we love all sports here. So it's – It's a long season. Yeah, and – yeah. And even though Mizzou's SEC, I mean, I, I think if you poll the majority of Tennessee fans, you're going to see who they hate more out of – Duke and Mizzou, so it. Hey, we'll, we'll give you that one, Mizzou. We'll give you yeah, that one. We'll, we'll just fired, that way. hard to get fired up when there's not even a lot of people there to boo you. Either. Yeah. Um, but I will give Mizzou some credit. I mean they they pitch the ball well, they hit the ball well, they hunt fastballs, and if it was over the plate, the first pitch, they didn't care. They're swinging. And I feel like Tennessee kind of needs that a little bit. Sometimes those are the best ones. Sometimes that's the only one you're going to get. Yeah. Blake Burke, you're not going to get very many fastballs. No. So. Especially in the cold. Yeah. No. Not not a whole lot of fastballs. But, yeah, I mean, this team didn't forget how to play baseball in one weekend. So, let's wait. And just one more quick thing. I – Part of the reason there's not much panic either is obviously the people that make the rankings aren't too concerned either. Like you, you see, you drop depending on what poll you look at, nine or ten spots. You're like, oh wow, like that's bad. 
let's keep it in context here. Like that, they're still nearly a top ten team. So like, obviously, they realize like, hey, this is still a really talented group, and this is this is probably an outlier, or else I, I think there'd be a lot more. You'd see an, with as as hated as this team is, it not to us, but to the outside world. If there was legitimate cause for like, hey, you know, Tennessee may be in trouble now, there'd be a lot more national people piling on at this point. And you haven't really seen that. So that kind of tells me that they know like, hey, until we see either wise, this is kind of an outlier. Yeah, I mean, the, those you saw a lot of people kind of hit the panic button in Arizona. I mean, you kind of got all of it back and then Boston College happened and you know, then the panic started happening again. I mean, maybe this team just needs to be doubted a little bit more. Um, it, it helped with the basketball team, so maybe it's helping with the baseball team. Um, and they take over a new leave. I mean, again, I, I don't think the pitching staff is going to have a weekend like this weekend ever again. I think they're too good, too talented. Um, I mean, is the weather on here? What, 40? It says 40 degrees. I mean, they're shoveling snow off the field before the game, so – I'm going to contribute it a little bit to that, but um, the lineup is something that needs to be looked at. I mean, guys got to hit it, especially in the bottom of the lineup. I mean, Christian Moore had two of the three. I think Mally and Christian Moore had the three hits in the first game. Um, I forget who had the one hit in the last game. Was it Hunter Inslee? I think it was, it was Hunter Inslee. Had the only hit in the, first, in the last game. And then the second game, it was Christian Moore, uh, two for three. Mally Huna, two for four. So, Griffin Merritt had one, and Zane didn't have a hit. I mean, other than that, kind of everybody was over. Um, not a whole lot of hits to go around. And, you know, I, I do think, especially with those guys hitting the way that they were at the top, the bottom's got to give you something. Find a way to get on base. I mean, we couldn't even bunt to move runners over. You know, Missouri had that sniffed out. So, you know, things just, for whatever reason, just didn't go Tennessee's way. And, uh, you know, I'm ready to bounce back starting tomorrow that that this team is who they say they are. Um, you know, I, I do think there's a ton of talent on this team. I don't think anybody's denying that. The fact that we're still ranked in the top 15 is was kind of surprising a little bit. Just the way that Tennessee lost, they didn't look like a top 15 team. But, um, you know, I, I do think this team has a ton of talent. I think they'll figure it out. I, I'm going to – good ending point. I, I'm going to go off Preds fan 75's comment. He said Missouri had to cover losing to Princeton in March Madness. That's, it's, a re, it's a reversal of soul selling. We, yeah. we had to sell it to get the basketball win. They had to sell – the basketball win to get the baseball win. So, hey. Yeah, I I don't don't know if we had to give up, uh, you know, the series fine, but I don't know if we had to get swept. I I wish that wasn't the case. But Hey, sometimes you don't like the price, Landon. Yeah. Don't pick us, uh, I guess, is the moral of this. Um, Everything's expensive nowadays, even even March Madness wins. (laughs) (laughs) Danny Watt's doing something over there. He's he's got a plan in place. Guys, that's kind of all we got. Um, I don't think – there's any reason to pick an MVP this week. I guess Missouri wins MVP. Other nature. Um, yeah, whatever it was. But uh, it's cold-hearted. Not great. 
But uh, thanks for listening. We'll be back next Monday, hopefully talking about some more wins. Um, Texas A&M's coming to town. I think they're ranked 21st. Tennessee is ranked 12th per D1 baseball. So top 25 matchup, be there, uh, be loud. I'm sure the weather is going to be difficult like it always is um, at this time of year. I don't – season tickets, I mean, it's it's a commitment to go to some of these games. I mean, I've been in a windstorm. I've been, you know, where it's been like 20 degrees. I've been in rain. So it's it's been a whole lot of everything. I'm ready for it to warm up too, much like it seems like Tennessee is as well. So thanks for listening, and uh, we'll be back. Y'all have a good week.